Hello and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's May 7th, 2021. I'm Eric Thompson, and here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, Pan-European Payment System aims to challenge Visa and MasterCard in 2022. Two, Tiger Global is raising a $10 billion fund to amp up its high-velocity investing. And three, continuous glucose monitoring in the billion-dollar opportunity in diabetes management. Shift 1. Pan-European Payment System aims to challenge Visa and MasterCard in 2022. This week, a Financial Times article revealed that the European Payments Initiative, or EPI, was still expecting to launch its pan-European cross-border payment system in 2022. EPI's 33 backers include some of Europe's largest banks and credit institutions, such as Deutsche Bank, BNP Paribas, Santander, and ING, collectively representing over 50% of all payments processed in Europe. EPI also has the backing of the European Commission, European Central Bank, ECB, and the Eurozone's financial regulators. EPI's intent is to challenge the quote-unquote oligopoly of U.S. payments players in Europe e.g. Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Apple, and Google. About half of retail payments in Europe are still transacted in cash, but its use has been declining. Non-cash is becoming more important, but more than two-thirds of non-cash payments rely on non-European players, and 80% of card transactions in Europe are handled by Visa and MasterCard. The scope of the yet-to-be-named payment system encompasses online and in-store retail payments, peer-to-peer payments, and ATM cash withdrawal with plans to offer both a card and digital wallet. EPI plans to quote-unquote harmonize the best among the fragmented, subscale national solutions into a system that can scale across Europe. It will build upon existing European instant payments infrastructure, such as the SEPA Instant Credit Transfer Scheme and Target Instant Payment Settlement System. While planning began in late 2019, the Brussels-based EPI was only formed in July 2020 launching at the time with 16 European banks. Its backers have since more than doubled, including the addition of third-party merchant acquirers Worldline and Nets to expand the payment system's acceptance with merchants. The initiative is on an aggressive timeline. It has received over $36 million to date, but will need billions more to roll out the system. A call for technical experts went out in February 2021, and a blueprint will be drawn up by September 2021 at which point the backers will decide whether to move ahead. If they opt to do so, peer-to-peer payments could launch in early 2022, and the broader payment system would follow towards the end of 2022. EPI's timing could be good if it can address the needs of the growing European payments market, which is projected to reach $1.2 trillion in transaction value in 2021, up 28% from 2020. European consumers reduced their use of cash during the pandemic, and increased adoption of contactless payments, card payments, and digital wallets. Visa and MasterCard are also in the midst of some controversial planned hikes and interchange fees that could open the door for EPI. While the EU has a ceiling on fees, hikes will impact transactions between UK consumers and EU sellers. There still remains a good amount of skepticism as to whether EPI can succeed vis-a-vis the breadth of its ambitions. This is not the first time the EU has tried to implement a pan-European payment system. The Monet project fell apart in 2012 due to disagreements about interchange fees for issuing banks and lack of a viable business model for them. 
There were also pan-European cards and networks previously that were gobbled up by the U.S. giants. EuroCard and EuroPay merged into MasterCard in 2022, and Visa Europe was acquired by Visa in 2016. European quote-unquote digital sovereignty and data localization were among the key rationales for EPI, as well as other pan-European initiatives, such as Gaia-X for the cloud. It's not clear, however, what the differentiated value proposition would be for consumers and merchants, especially since a European payments network would be, by its nature, smaller than Visa and MasterCards. EPI has suggested that merchants would benefit from greater cost efficiency, though details are limited thus far. Notably, EPI's ambitions are broader than just Europe. Its scope explicitly includes both Euro and non-Euro markets. EPI will not only have to displace the two dominant U.S. networks and the established payment gateways and digital wallets. It will also have to fend off, or work with, other players and entrants across the payment stack. Square, for instance, has been acquiring European payments players and will bring its cash app to the EU. Stripe, which operates in 29 European countries, recently launched Stripe Issuing, enabling business users to create and distribute payment cards in 20 European countries. It's also not yet clear at this point how EPI will coordinate with European fintechs such as Adyen and Klarna. To read more content related to payment networks and tech firms expanding their capabilities, check out our January 15th, 2021, Three Shifts edition, Visa's Plaid acquisition falls through under pressure from the DOJ's antitrust suit. In our December 13th, 2019 brief, tech players expand their ecosystems through payments and financial services. Shift 2. Tiger Global is raising a $10 billion fund to amp up its high-velocity investing. New York-based Tiger Global, the most successful of legendary hedge fund Tiger Management's sprawling network of quote-unquote Tiger Cubs, is kicking its hyperactive approach to technology investing up a notch. This week, Tiger Global, a crossover hedge fund with notable winners such as Stripe, Coinbase, and Roblox, was reported to be raising $10 billion for its next venture vehicle. While there are larger buyout funds, this would be the largest independent fund ever raised for minority investments in tech startups. The median venture capital fund size was $75 million in 2020, and a mega fund in VC is one that's larger than $500 million to $1 billion. This news comes just one month after Tiger closed its massive $6.7 billion 14 fund, which was already one of the largest VC or growth equity funds ever. Tiger Global's pace of investing in the first few months of 2021 has drawn attention. In the first four months of 2021, Tiger Global participated in over 100 investment rounds, raising over $22 billion for startups and companies in, quote, global internet, software, consumer, and financial technology industries, end quote. It averaged around four investments per week, or one every two days, and tended to be most active in the later stages, series B, C, and D. With new investments closing every other day, Tiger Global has already participated in five funding rounds in just the first six days of May. Investments this month include Bitso, a crypto exchange, raising a $250 million Series C at a $2.2 billion valuation, and Kajabi, a platform for knowledge economy creators, raising a $550 million growth financing at a $2 billion-plus valuation. Tiger Global is largely focused on the U.S., China, and India. India is a market of particular interest of late, with over 25 deals so far this year. The deals in India bear the same hallmarks as those in the U.S., 
large late-stage rounds at $1 billion plus valuations. Tiger Global's ultra-aggressive approach to investing, getting to a term sheet in as little as 48 hours, is shaking up the VC space. While some industry watchers may believe it is only doing cursory diligence, reports are that Tiger Global does upfront market-level diligence by researching the, quote, best two or three companies in each category and geography, end quote, including detailed interviews with customers. In some cases, Tiger Global will, quote-unquote, outsource part of their diligence by following reputable VC firms into a deal. Tiger Global has been notably willing to overpay to get into a deal, even making preemptive offers at a premium to the prior round to startups not actively fundraising. Tiger Global believes that VC investors usually don't provide much value to later-stage startups beyond dollars and can be a distraction or otherwise do harm. The firm doesn't take board seats and doesn't offer recruiting support or strategic advisory. Instead, it pays for high-priced Bain consultants if portfolio companies need help. Bain Capital Ventures frequently invest alongside Tiger Global on deals. Unlike a traditional VC that has to return funds to limited partners after an exit, Tiger Global can hold on to its investments after an IPO, creating price stability for startups after the lockup period expires. Also, because its 100 employees are collectively Tiger Global's largest investor, it also has more latitude to take a less traditional, faster-paced approach. Tiger Global is trying to deploy as much capital as it can, as quickly as it can. In some cases, it will buy new shares directly from the company, as well as secondary shares from employees and shareholders. Tiger Global's velocity means it is more attractive to high-quality founders, does less work per deal, puts more capital to use earlier in the fund's life cycle, allows for a lower hurdle rate, and results in a diversified portfolio that reduces the impact of individual investment misses. Some believe that Tiger Global's approach is changing the investment game. Like SoftBank's $100 billion vision fund circa 2017 and 2018, it is putting pressure on other investors. While what Tiger Global is doing is very different from SoftBank's original long-horizon ecosystem-shaping strategy, what they have in common is a bold, differentiated, founder-centric approach in an industry selling the ultimate commodity. SoftBank and Tiger Global's similarity in giving founders big checks, buzzy press by way of the investor's reputation, and freedom to operate with minimal interference points to the ongoing shift in the balance of power between investors and high-quality founders. At the very least, VC investors will have to pick up the pace of their deal-making from the traditional weeks-long process. Other crossover hedge funds are already increasing their investment velocity. These industry-level changes may not all be good, however. Industry watchers are already noticing suboptimal behaviors from investors, such as apparent verbal commitments followed by more diligence and sometimes investors backing out and ruining funding rounds. Sky-high valuations can also make the following rounds harder, especially if the market is no longer in high gear. For Tiger Global, it all comes down to whether it is making good enough decisions. It is currently raising its new round without time to get the last round's results, though it was the best-performing hedge fund of 2020. Last year was a particular kind of market, however, one that heavily favored growth investors. Tiger Global is certainly susceptible to a down market or a WeWork-like blow-up. On the other hand, it has a deep, diversified portfolio with greater focus on later-stage startups with well-understood SaaS business models. Arguably, on a portfolio level, it's as well-positioned or better-positioned for a downturn as any other venture fund out there. To read more content related to investment funds and Tiger Global, 
Check out our May 8th, 2020 brief, Stressed Investments in the Megafund. In our January 30th, 2020 brief, India is the market battleground everyone is watching. Shift 3. Continuous glucose monitoring in the billion-dollar opportunity in diabetes management. Diabetes is a staggeringly large problem in the U.S. Over 34 million American adults have diabetes. The vast majority, 90 to 95%, with type 2. The cost of diagnosed diabetes in the U.S. is $327 billion per year, with 1 in 7 healthcare dollars spent treating diabetes and its complications. An additional 88 million Americans are pre-diabetic, a condition, albeit reversible through lifestyle changes and weight loss, that puts individuals at higher risk of developing diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Over 84% of pre-diabetic individuals don't even know they are. Blood sugar levels can be indicative of an individual's chances of becoming diabetic, as well as other health conditions and energy levels. As a result, continuous glucose monitoring, or CGM, typically worn via a patch with a tiny needle on the back of the arm, has become the latest hot technology. CGM is drawing interest from patients with diabetes, consumers worried about diabetes, athletes looking to manage their energy levels, and quantified self-enthusiasts. Demand for CGM devices is expected to see rapid growth at 18.8% per year through 2027. There are over 200 companies currently working on glucose detection technology. Three different startups building apps that sync with CGM devices made by Abbott and Dexcom have raised money in the past six months. Super Sapiens, $14 million in April 2021. January AI, $21 million in February 2021. And Levels, $12 million in November 2020. These apps seek to give consumers insight into how different foods, exercise, and sleep will impact glycemic response and provide recommendations on how to keep blood glucose within a target range. The CGM hardware is FDA-regulated, approved four years ago, and available only through prescription. Not every doctor will prescribe them for non-diabetic patients. Insurers are also unlikely to cover them for non-diabetics, which means consumers will often have to pay out of pocket. Consumer-oriented startups are filling in the gap by offering a bundle that includes consultation, hardware, and software. Levels, for instance, offers a $399 month-long package that includes a telemedicine consultation with a doctor and prescription sensors shipped from a partner pharmacy, and has a waiting list of 45,000 people. January AI has a similar program for 90 days that costs $288. Consumers can use the platform for longer, but one to three months is usually enough to learn what behavioral changes are needed. Some players are going beyond monitoring glucose to disease-focused in-home healthcare including personalized treatment plans, virtual visits with doctors and nutritional therapists, and management of prescription medication. Last month, diabetes reversal startup Verta Health raised $133 million, led by Tiger Global, and this past Wednesday, Vita Health raised $110 million for its diabetes and disease management platform. Both Verta Health and Vita Health integrate with patients' blood sugar monitoring devices. Other telemedicine players like Livongo are also targeting diabetes among their disease management programs. Looming in chronic disease management is Apple. According to a report this week on Rockley Photonics' SPAC filing, Apple has been the health sensor manufacturer's biggest customer for the past two years. And the next Apple Watch, available as soon as 2022, could have blood glucose monitoring capability. 
Rockley Photonics makes non-invasive optical sensors that are, quote, up to a million times more accurate than existing LEDs and high-end smartwatches today, end quote. Apple has long-standing ambitions in consumer healthcare and will likely integrate the new sensors into its broader health platforms and services. To read more content related to telemedicine and wearable devices, check out our October 15th, 2020 brief, Telemedicine, House Calls, and the New In-Home Healthcare. In our September 4th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Amazon enters wearables with Halo Wellness Band and subscription service. That's it for this week's Three Shifts edition. If you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on the growth of accessibility features on tech platforms and products. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts Edition.